48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines, the MTR opens phase one of the Chunma line. Hubei reports nearly 5,000 new cases of the new coronavirus under its new reporting criteria. And tutorial center operators are calling on the government to pay half their expenses. The MTR has opened part of the new Shatin link with a special train leaving Kaitak for Wuhaisa at a quarter to six this morning. The event was more low-key than usual because of the coronavirus outbreak, but that didn't stop dozens of railway enthusiasts turning up for a ride. Robert Kemp has more. It was a simple ceremony on the platform with the MTR management team taking part in a countdown with passengers. When the train doors opened, more than 100 got on board, many taking photos and selfies. For the time being, the new line, known as Phase 1 of the Tunma line, will run between Kai Tak, Diamond Hill, Hinkeng and Taiwai, where it joins the existing Maan San line. The rail operator says this new extended section of the Maan San line will make it more convenient for passengers to travel between Kowloon East and the Northeast New Territories. A Miss Wong, who took the, new, the new line later in the morning, said it was 30 minutes quicker than her usual hour-long bus journey from Maon San to Diamond Hill. She said she made the journey with her husband to make her day more special. Today is the special day. It's my birthday. So I think it's a special memory. Today is the first day the Diamond Hill here opened. A Mr. Lam, who lives in Sha Tin, taking the new line to get to his workplace in Taiku is about 15 minutes quicker than his usual bus journey. But he said he'd try to avoid using the train because he's unhappy with the way the MTR handled the anti-extradition protests. He said he's only taking the new route today because he's in a hurry. I think I could take the MTR if I'm in a hurry because, uh, uh, because of the political reason. Yeah, I'm not accept with the handling of the MTR. Meanwhile, train services on the Chunwan line have been disrupted due to a problem with the overhead power lines. Services between Chunwan and Kuaihing stations have been suspended and the MTR is running a free shuttle bus for affected passengers. Trains between Central and Kuaihing are running at five-minute intervals. Hubei's Health Commission has reported 116 new deaths in the province from the new coronavirus, bringing the death toll to 1,484. It also reported 4,823 new cases, the majority of which were clinically diagnosed instead of being based solely on a test result. This new broader criteria led to a sharp rise in case numbers yesterday, with the province reporting over 14,800 cases and 242 deaths. University of Hong Kong virologist Professor Malik Peiris said the broadening of the definition for new infections to include people clinically diagnosed via lung imaging was understandable as the huge number of suspected cases clearly were beyond the capability of Hubei labs to deal with. It clearly shows a much larger number of cases than hitherto reported, which of course has been suspected for a long period of time based on modeling exercises of this outbreak by my colleagues um, at the School of Public Health as well. But um, I think this doesn't apply to parts of China outside of Hubei province, and it certainly doesn't apply to Hong Kong. Officials have announced that three more people have been confirmed with the coronavirus here, bringing the total to 53. A 43-year-old man who lives in Tunmun was diagnosed with the illness on Tuesday. The two other new cases are a 67-year-old woman and her 37-year-old son, who shared a meal at a Chinese restaurant with three friends who subsequently tested positive. The hospital authority has condemned an arson attack at one of its clinics in Chunwan early this morning. 
The Mrs. Wu Yokyu General Outpatient Clinic has been earmarked to treat milder cases of the new coronavirus. The clinic was also the target of an arson attack on Saturday. An authority spokesman said that malicious destruction of medical facilities affected operations and put innocent patients in danger. A cruise passenger from Hong Kong says Japanese authorities are allowing passengers under quarantine on the Diamond Princess to finish their quarantine on land, provided they're clear of the new coronavirus. More than 200 people, including 10 from Hong Kong, have tested positive for the virus on the ship, which is in quarantine at Yokohama. And Mr. Yang said Japan health officials will carry out tests on each passenger. Passengers of the MS Westerdam, the cruise ship which has been turned away from five ports in Asia because of fears of coronavirus, have been disembarking at the Cambodian port of Sihanoukville. Cambodia gave permission for the ship to dock on Wednesday. Christina Kirby is a passenger who will be remaining on board. She described how it felt to have finally docked. Oh, it feels wonderful. Some buses have arrived to take away the first group of passengers passengers off to the airport and we're also getting the opportunity to go ashore today so for those of us who are uh, remaining on board they've offered free shuttles to a nearby beach so people are starting to gather to take advantage of that opportunity to see a little bit of Cambodia. At least 800 operators of tutorial and educational centers are calling on the government to pay half their expenses as they've been ordered to close during the coronavirus epidemic. They say they represent one-tenth of the private education industry. The operators say because they are registered with the government, they have no choice but to stay closed, unlike other private businesses. The head of a tutorial centre, Trevor So, says they've entered what he called a countdown to closure. He says by paying up their expenses with their own savings, most operators won't last more than three months. We need to pay for the salary for our tutors. We need to pay for the rents. If we have no students at all, we can't run the business. If the government keeps stopping the school to run, we can't support anymore. So that's why we need to close our school. The vice president of Beijing's top think tank on Hong Kong says the opposition here should be worried about the major shakeup of the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office. Lao Xiu Kai says the reshuffle means Beijing will now focus more on national security and will get more involved in Hong Kong affairs. And Professor Lao said people were now looking for stability after months of unrest. Right now, I think we are seeing that the unrest is subsided given the, uh, the ability of the police to control uh, riots and uh, violence. At the same time, I, I, I might say that uh, after more than half a year of social unrest, people are now fed up with uh, instability and are seeking some sort of law and order as well as stability in Hong Kong. The U.S. Attorney General Bill Barr has asked President Trump to stop tweeting about Justice Department cases. In an exclusive interview with ABC News, Mr. Barr said he wouldn't be bullied by anyone, but he said the tweets were a constant background commentary undercutting him. To have public statements and tweets made about the department, uh, about uh, our people in the department, our, our men and women here, about cases pending in the department, and about judges before whom we have cases, uh, make it impossible uh, for me to do my job and to assure the courts and the prosecutors in the, in the department uh, that we're doing our work with integrity. Earlier, President Trump renewed his attack on the criminal trial of his long-term friend and former advisor, Roger Stone. Eight Republicans have sided with Democrats in the U.S. Senate in an attempt to restrain the president's ability to attack Iran. 
The resolution requires Mr. Trump to seek explicit authorization from Congress before starting hostilities. It makes an exception for defense against an imminent threat. The Senate Democratic leader, Chuck Schumer, said the vote asserted Congress's constitutional authority. In the future, more Republicans will join us. We're sure of that. The American people don't want endless wars. And it will, we will show, we have shown today, the power of Congress when we have members willing to make decisions based on what the Constitution and our constituents want, not what President Trump wants. Mr. Trump, however, has promised to veto the measure. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has moved swiftly to establish tighter control over his government's financial and economic policies. Sajid Javid resigned as a Chancellor of the Exchequer after refusing to accept a new advisory board involving staff from the Treasury and the Prime Minister's office. The BBC's Helen Catt is in Downing Street. The cabinet reshuffle, which turned out to be more dramatic than billed, is now done. Overshadowed from its very first appointment by the surprise resignation of Sajid Javid after he refused to sack his team of advisers. His replacement as Chancellor is Rishi Sunak, just seven months ago a junior minister. Many of the big cabinet posts have seen no change, but such major movement at the Treasury just weeks before the budget is likely to dominate the fallout. The United Nations has warned of the danger of famine in East Africa if huge swarms of locusts aren't brought under control. The insects have so far affected Ethiopia, Somalia, Kenya, Tanzania and Uganda, devouring crops in regions that are already suffering food shortages. The UN Food and Agriculture Organization is appealing for more funds for aerial spraying. Dominique Burgeon is the organization's director of emergencies. This is really a type of emergency with time is of the essence and where indeed money needs to materialize for action on the ground to take place. If it doesn't, the situation will deteriorate and, and then what you will need is to provide massive food assistance for a humanitarian situation that may even get out of control. Scientists from NASA say they've decisively overturned the prevailing theory of how the planets in our solar system formed. The established view is that material crashed together to form ever larger clumps until they become worlds like the Earth. New results suggest that the process was less violent with matter gently clumping together. Researchers studying new pictures of a rock at the edge of our solar system say they found no evidence of violent impact. Astronomer John Spencer was involved in the research. I think this is a really major discovery. It's been a key puzzle that we've been wondering about for decades as to how you, you make these building blocks. And we finally have answers. We have hard data from the real objects in the solar system, not just theories. And uh, that's really groundbreaking. Currencies, the euro is trading at one U.S. dollar and eight cents. One U.S. dollar buys 109.82 yen and the pound's worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 13 cents. A short while ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27,899. That's 169 points up on the previous close. Turnover is $52 billion. Sport, here's Adam Jung. Organizers of the 2020 Olympic Games in Tokyo say they won't be disrupted by the spread of the coronavirus. It comes after the World Rugby Sevens events in Hong Kong and Singapore have both been pushed back from April to October. On Wednesday, Formula One's governing body postponed the Chinese Grand Prix due to take place in April. Olympic organizers who are meeting in Tokyo this week remain confident that the Games will go ahead. Tokyo 2020 president is Yoshiro Mori. 
There were many irresponsible rumours, but I'd like to make clear once again that we are not considering the cancellation or the postponement of the Games. Let me make that clear. At Tokyo 2020, we have set up countermeasures at headquarters set up by Toshiro Muto, and we are sharing information with the National Institute of Infectious Diseases, and border control actions are being taken. The 2020 NBA All-Star Game in Chicago on Sunday will feature major changes to the format and, most importantly, a tribute to Kobe Bryant. More from RTHK's Ray Jovanovich. really like what they've done here. The first three quarters of the game, the 12-minute quarters, will be individual games. And the teams, the two sides, Giannis versus LeBron, will play for their selected charities. And then the fourth quarter will be a game in and of itself. And the format is that the winning team must have a 24-point edge against uh, the uh, the other team as a tribute to Kobe Bryant. What a great idea by the NBA, and I think it's going to be a terrific weekend uh, capped off by that fourth quarter, whereby 24 points will separate the winner and will make a fitting tribute to Kobe Bryant's legacy. The Portland Trailblazers star Damian Lillard will not be playing in the All-Star game due to injury, but will be there to perform music. The point guard picked up a groin injury in Portland's 111-104 defeat in Memphis on Wednesday. Lillard said he'll use the All-Star weekend in Chicago to promote his third album. His place on the roster has been filled by Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns. Booker becomes the first Suns player to appear in an All-Star game since Steve Nash in 2012. Finally, in football, an injury time penalty from Cristiano Ronaldo grabbed a one-all draw for Juventus away to AC Milan in the Italian Cup semifinal first leg at the San Siro. Ronaldo has now scored 12 goals in his last eight games in all competitions. In Spain, Real Sociedad will take a 2-1 lead to second division Mirandes in the second leg of their Copa del Rey semifinals. And that's your look at sports. Adam Jung reporting there. To end the news, our top stories once again. The MTR opens phase one of the Tunma line. Hubei reports nearly 5,000 new cases of the new coronavirus under its new reporting criteria. And tutorial center operators are calling on the government to pay half of their expenses. That ends the news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday afternoon. Friday, the fourteenth of February is today's date. Many thanks to Phil for the morning brew. We've got a busy show today. Just after half past one, we're going to find out the winners of the Hong Kong Top Story competition. That's right, uh, organized by RTHK. And uh, we'll finally be announcing the winners for this wonderful competition. And we'll be joined by the producer, Angie Mann, and also Hugh Chiverton, who's one of the judges. Uh, They'll be joining us in about 10 minutes or so in the studio. And we will also be speaking to the winners over the phone. So they'll find out. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And after two o'clock, we're bringing back the Agenda Cafe. Hooray! And uh, since it's Valentine's Day, we are talking about love addiction and whether you can love too much. Um, Karen Co will be joining us once again uh, just after two o'clock. And our guest today is Anna Fenton, who's the head counsellor at The Cabin uh, Hong Kong. Uh, the Cabin is an outpatient addiction treatment centre. And we want to hear from you as well. Feel free to drop us an email. Our email address is 123show at rthk.hk. That's 123show at rthk.hk. You can also find us on Facebook, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3, uh, if you want to weigh in on any of the subjects. 19 minutes past one o'clock. We'll be bringing you some great music this Friday.